Hi everyone, it's your host Bella Page. Due to the holidays being very busy and myself needing a well overdue mental health break, the next few episodes will be a few of my favorites from the last year. I hope you all have an amazing December and thank you so much for all of those who have donated as it truly makes a world of a difference. Don't forget, you can find the link in our episode description. Hi, I'm your host, Bella Page, and welcome to the Post-Concussion Podcast, all about life after experiencing a concussion. Help us make the invisible injury become visible. The Post-Concussion Podcast is strictly an information podcast about concussions and post-concussion syndrome. It does not provide nor substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or another qualified health provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition. Never disregard professional medical advice or delay in seeking it because of something you have heard on this podcast. The opinions expressed in this podcast are simply intended to spark discussion about concussions and post-concussion syndrome. Welcome to today's episode of the Post-Concussion Podcast with myself, Bella Page, and today's guest, Tiana Orance. Tiana is from a small town in Pennsylvania called Spring Grove. She graduated from high school in 2017. Her first concussion was just two years before a snowmobile accident, which knocked her unconscious and caused PTSD. Since then, she suffered from approximately 15 more concussions from the middle of sophomore year until the end of senior year. She was completing half days and it has not been an easy road. Tiana hasn't had the best support system, so she hopes speaking today will allow her to find others to talk to and relate to about post-concussion life. Welcome to the show, Tiana. Thank you. So do you want to start telling us about all of these injuries that you have had? (laughs) (laughs) All right. So the first one was whenever I was 15, I was in a snowmobile accident. I was the driver and me and my my uh, rider were both knocked unconscious and I woke up before him and he was in a coma for like two or three weeks. So I didn't know I had a concussion until like two or three weeks later. Why does my head still hurt? It happened so long ago. Yeah. And then I started to like go to the, the doctor more and they're like, yeah, you probably had a concussion and it didn't heal right. So now you're having all these long-term effects. Great. Yeah. I suffered with that one for a long time. And I went on half days of school because I wasn't healing. And then I started vision therapy and physical therapy and vestibular therapy because I was so dizzy and headaches every day. Woke Mm -hmm. up, had a headache, went to bed, still had the same headache, if not worse. I get that. And then we had a Another car accident actually going to vision therapy from the first one. (laughs) Then I got another concussion Mm -hmm. and it just kept getting worse because I kept hitting my head and didn't heal. So I never knew what to expect because like I thought it was as worse as I was going to get and didn't didn't think it'd get much worse, but it did. And then after that one, probably the other car accidents that I was in. (laughs) Mm hmm. I don't know if it was just because I couldn't see because with the first one, I lost some of my vision or what. I just kept on getting in car accidents and getting concussions. So it wasn't great. No, for sure. That's quite 
the accident on the way to therapy is like the yeah kicker, right? Leave like, it to me. Yeah, like already got the bad luck, and now you're adding to it. Exactly, accident prone. Mm-hmm. So you mentioned some of your symptoms. What other types of symptoms did you have? I know headaches was definitely my biggest problem. Yeah, since then I haven't had a day without a headache, so I'm still struggling with them majorly. Mm-hmm. Get pretty bad, like. It's raining here, so like today it's pretty bad because of the rain. Like after therapies, it's worse, of course. And vision therapy and speech therapy have made it worse. <laughs> okay, yeah. But some things makes it better, but definitely not the headache-wise. Headaches get worse after therapy. Mm-hmm. And I've had like numbing and tingling in my arms. Okay. And... That's just from the recent concussion. That's been the worst. Yeah. <laughs> Which the, the last one was May, March 11th. Okay. That's like two months ago, I think. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know, like, if I keep getting getting hit in the head, my symptoms are going to keep getting worse, they say. But, and right now I do not have a neurologist because she left. So. Okay. Yeah. I had a few, like, scary comments from doctors. I don't know if you did, but they were like, if you get hit in the head again, just this isn't an option. Yep. They're always like, put, I'm going to put you in bubble wrap. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm we'll probably still find a way to get hurt. Mm-hmm. Like, I would have doctors tell me, you can ride your horse. Just don't get hit in the head again. Like, if you get hit in the head again, like, you're screwed. I'm like, great. Thank you yeah. for letting me know. Like, yep. big warnings. Like, you know, you're lucky that you're in this state. And I'm like, I'm lucky? Like, don't tell right. me I'm lucky. I don't want to hear that. <laughs> no. <laughs> like, you, I was in pain every single day. Like, don't tell me I'm lucky right now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, you mentioned that you did half days in high school. What other accommodations did you get? I had extended time for tests. I could use a recording pen that recorded the lectures and recorded what I wrote and what the teacher said. But I find I found that wasn't very helpful because my processing speed was so slow. Like I was still in the first sentence and then they were like halfway through the lecture. Like this is great. Oh, right. Yeah. <laughs> that one wasn't that helpful, but the extended time for tests and homeworks and everything, that one was nice. Did you find it easy to get the accommodations or was it like a challenge to convince the school to give them to you? High school, it was a challenge, not so much for college. Mm -hmm. It was a little easier. Maybe because I knew how to do it for college because I went through it for high school. (laughs) And uh, had to sit in the front front of the classroom because I got, I could not focus. Okay, yeah. Yep. Had to wear sunglasses in school because of my light sensitivity. Yeah. Yep. Do you get accommodations in university then now? Yes, I have about three pages of accommodations right now. (laughs) (laughs) Most of them are about the same, but more in in depth because some teachers are so like understanding and some are not, Mm -hmm. which makes it very hard. (laughs) Yeah, I actually had the same situation as you did when I went to high school trying to get accommodations was like a challenge. I had some teachers fight it. They were like, oh, she's fine. Yeah. The one teacher tried to kick me out um, because I wasn't there for enough hours, I guess. There's like a requirement. Right. But like I was keeping up with work and then university college, like it was so easy. They had like a whole area at the school you could go to. And then I had like this really long, like 20 page form to hand to a doctor. Oh, wow. They filled it out and then I had accommodations and I was like, this is great. (laughs) Like, (laughs) yeah, I did have to do. Did you ever do any of those really long 
evaluations. It's like a psychological, but cognitive evaluation. Yeah. I've did a couple of those. I can't think of the name and it's like all day long. Yep. It really is. (laughs) How did you find those? More stressful than they were helpful, actually. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The only reason I found it helpful the once is they didn't believe me when I told them I had memory issues. Uh, I was trying to like tell them like I couldn't, like I would read it and study, but I'd walk into a test and I couldn't remember any of it. Right. So I did that once. So like every year they'd make me redo it to prove that I like still couldn't remember things. Oh, wow. (laughs) I was like, no, this isn't my fault. Like I'm not making it up. Yeah. It's good that you're getting the accommodations because I find some parents are having trouble. Like my mom had actually come in with me in high school and like fight with the principal to get me accommodations. Jeez. Because she's like, she's not going to make it through school without this. Nope. Mm -hmm. Yeah, just thinks we have to prove ourselves in order to get help that we need. They can't see it, right? So they're like, what's wrong with her? She looks fine. It's like, no. Exactly. (laughs) Not true. Like, you have no idea. (laughs) Yeah. So you mentioned some of the treatments you've tried. What do you find helped you the most? Uh, Which ones are you still doing today? Actually, I still do all of them today. Okay. Wow. That's good. But I think I've been like on and off from from, uh, speech therapy and physical therapy throughout the past six years or five years. I don't know what it is. But vision therapy I've been in for the whole time because I had vision loss and then I had eye surgery a couple weeks ago. But I just always had vision problems. Like that's probably been my biggest thing. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're a lot more dedicated than I was. It was terrible with therapy. Like I tried so many. Yeah. And all of a sudden I'd like quit them all. And my yep. parents be like, what? I'm like, I'm done. <laughs> like, <laughs> like I need a break. I want to be a normal person. And then right. three months later, I'd be like, okay, I'm going back. <laughs> yeah. It's time consuming though. Like it's an hour a day, like twice a week for each one. So that's like five hours for three therapies. Yeah. A lot of the time, like it's hard to see improvements all the time. So then you get irritated or. Yeah. You said like they make your symptoms worse. So it's really yep. hard to be like, I'm going to voluntarily go do this and then be yeah. in all day. <laughs> right. Like, right. Like they do help. There's tons of benefit to them, but it does take a lot of like self-motivation to keep going. Yeah. And they push you like way past your limit. You just can't take any more. But there's like, we have to keep going. Like I can't do any more. <laughs> yeah. Like, I'm going to quit. And <laughs> this is why I walked away. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <For> real. <laughs> well, that's awesome <laughs> that you're still going. Yeah. I'm trying to get better, but not making yeah. much progress. <laughs> Slow. Well, it's definitely, it's hard when you keep getting a hit in the head. Yeah. I remember when I would get hit in the head, I'd have like a huge overwhelming fear that would come over me <laughs> when it happened. Yeah. You can follow Tiana on Instagram at Tiano underscore Arends, which will also be available in today's show notes. With that, let's take a break. I can't believe the podcast is coming up to our one year anniversary. It has truly involved a roller coaster of emotions and some very long nights, but I couldn't be happier with the amount of people we've been able to help. So if you truly love the podcast, please consider leaving a tip in our support the podcast tip jar found at the bottom of our episode description. All tips are greatly appreciated and help cover costs of the show. Welcome back 
to the Post-Concussion Podcast with myself, Bella Page, and today's guest, Tiana Orentz. So something we talked about before the podcast was mental health and going to see a therapist. So how has it been going to therapy and how easy was it for you to go? Not easy at first. I've seen about four different therapists since it happened. The first time I went to one was right after the accident. Well, not like probably eight months after yeah I was like this is still like not going away like I need to talk to someone mm-hmm. so I walked into her office and I walked right back out like I was like I'm not I can't do this like <laughs> that was the hardest thing like not being able to open up but like knowing you needed to then I saw one at my other college that I was at same thing like I still can't do this like it's been mm-hmm. three years and I cannot talk about it yet but then I saw another one at the school that I'm out now and I was like, yeah, I have to do this. It's affecting my college and everything else. Like, I have to talk about it. So I did. And then the therapist that I see now, she's a lot. She's, I like her a lot. She makes going to therapy like you want to go to therapy. Mm-hmm. So you like play games the whole time. Why you talk about your feelings and all that fun stuff. Yeah. <laughs> the stuff no one likes to talk about, but you know, you should. It makes a huge difference because I can't count how many therapists I saw once. Oh, wow. Because I would go, a lot of time I went to like full assessment centers. So you see like a ton of different doctors in one day. And one of them would always be a therapist. And often like I'd be like, no, I'm never talking. Like I'm done. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. And when I was like younger, the first few times, like my mom would come in with me. And my mom would just look at them. She's like, oh, you don't like them, do you? <laughs> like, she'd ask me after. She's like, you didn't like him or you didn't like her. Like, no. She's like, you can tell the way you talk because your oh. brain just like, because I just shut down and like not really answer their questions and stuff. Yeah. But it's good. I found one that I loved and I only saw her for a few months, but like, that's really all I needed at the time. And like, it made a huge difference. I didn't realize how much of a difference finding the right therapist would make because she actually gave me tools and I liked her personality. Like you said, like you wanted to go. Yeah. Like I wanted to go talk to her every week. Like I was actually kind of forced, but I (laughs) felt less forced by the end. Yeah. (laughs) Um, My family and like doctors had, it was like kind of mandated therapy, but uh, luckily she was a good mandated therapy person. Yeah. Good. But it's a good tip to tell people to keep trying, find the right one. Yeah. The right one's definitely out there. Like, yeah. And think a couple, oh, they're never coming back here again yeah, to find those. the right one. And you usually know pretty quick. It's like, no, we don't mix. Right. But how, do you have any tips for handling, you have PTSD. Yeah. Do you have, did you get more PTSD from some of the other accidents or is it still from that original? There's some from the other ones, like the car accidents and everything. Mm-hmm. And like, I got some bite from hay bales that fell on top of my head. <sighs> yeah. Yeah. So with the whole memory thing, it's also like, you think you have a terrible memory until like the accident gets brought back up into your, like you remember every little detail mm-hmm. and people say like, it's not that bad. It was just an accident, you know, but it was bad. I was 16. It was traumatic. Yeah, for sure. And being alone in the woods in the dark, that was just not a good combination. And anything can be traumatic. It's just the way you're, and sometimes your brain spins it, right? Like way worse right. than it might have been at that time, but that's not your fault. Yeah. 
Do you have any tips for handling PTSD after dealing with it for so long? Like grounding yourself probably is the most important thing. Knowing like where you are at the present time, which I don't know if you heard this one before, but a good tip is like the five, four, three, two, one, where you like five things you see, four things you can touch, three things you can hear, two things you like about yourself. And then one other thing that you just like want to mention, like getting in that present spot. It's probably been the most helpful. If it helps, it helps, right? Yeah, we all have definitely. Me describing an object in front of me in my brain helps or spelling words yeah. forwards and backwards helps. Like just take my mind off things. Oh, yeah. So you just have to figure out. Like redirection. Like yeah, redirecting right? your brain to like, something else. Yeah, I really needed that because yeah. I couldn't. I couldn't get it. Like, do you ever feel like it was like spiraling and you just can't get the thoughts? Yeah, they just, like, don't, they just stop. don't stop. Right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's just like, all of a sudden you're like sitting there or like driving is often yeah. when all of the thoughts come flooding in yep. for some reason. And you're like, wow, like, I should probably yep. not be on the road right now. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And like for flashbacks, like same thing, the five, four, three, two, one kind of thing. Because once they come, like they're even harder to get rid of. Yeah. the thoughts because like you feel like you feel the coldness you feel the loneliness you feel the scaredness mm-hmm. you feel like an adrenaline rush so mm-hmm. yeah you just gotta get back in that like where you are right then and there mm-hmm. I could see that so do you find yourself like you got a concussion two months ago <laughs> um, because you <laughs> yeah. seem to be getting them <laughs> do you find yourself nervous even when you hit your head like slightly now yeah definitely I can't even, people touching my head just scares me. Like (laughs) a hairbrush, I just, I just can't do it. It's just scary. Like not the fact that I'm going to get hit in the head, but just like something touching my head. Mm -hmm. Like even my glasses on my face are just, it just doesn't feel right anymore. (laughs) Actually, the best explanation I had for it was a sunburn. You go in the shower in a normal shower without a sunburn, like it's warm or cold water and it feels fine. But you go in with like a really bad sunburn and all of a sudden the water hurts and it's like water shouldn't hurt. Yeah. Yes. So like that's what your brain is like. Your brain is like it's on it's like a sunburn. Like it, yeah. just nerves are so heightened that anytime someone touches it, it's like, don't touch my head. Please don't. Yes. <laughs> oh my, oh my, oh my. <laughs> like that really hurts. Even though like it's probably doesn't, but the fear of it is way worse. Yeah. Just something coming at my head. But yeah, I've gotten concussions from pretty much anything and everything. So yeah. And none of them were sports related. So yeah. Are you like active at all now? Can you be? I used to be. And then I have like POTS, which is some of the reason that I passed out and hit my head. I can't really do as much exercise because I can't breathe and I just get so dizzy. Okay. So. Okay. Yeah. My exercise has always been like, I shouldn't be doing it, but I'm doing it anyways. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> a lot of it. But now I can just really modify it depending on what it yeah. is. Yeah. I mean, I work on two farms. So, I mean, it's like, that's exercise itself. <laughs> that's pretty active. Yeah. It's like hiking, hiking and stuff that I used to do, like lacrosse and softball. Like, I can't do it anymore. Yeah, I can see that. But no, yeah, working on a farm is definitely not doing nothing but no um, not at all yeah it's It's a lot of work Mm -hmm. so how has your family been about everything with your concussions siblings parents sisters have been okay 
parents not really understanding because like I still have symptoms. They don't think that I should still be having symptoms. Oh, right. Yes. Yep. And my sisters, they're okay. Every time they get hit, hit in the head, like I'm like, follow all these rules. Like it just scares me because I'm the oldest sister. Yeah. I got to protect them. But it's a, if there was a concussion, like they got to follow all this stuff and not wait to the last minute to mm-hmm. <laughs> figure out that you have a concussion. I've lost a lot of friends throughout all these concussions. Definitely. Yeah. There are many days in high school where I was sitting by myself at lunch because everyone thought I was exaggerating it, but they just had no idea. So, yeah, that's hard. But it's like, it's true because it's invisible, right? So people look at you like, why are you complaining? Or I've gotten so many comments since I've started this podcast from people I went to high school with, and they're like, wow, I didn't realize <laughs> you were like suffering that bad. I'm like, right. no. <laughs> Yeah, I I think the biggest thing was why they were so like distant, I guess, was because I wasn't at school very often because of it. And they just thought I was faking it because I wanted like half days of school. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I could see that. (laughs) Because who would want to go to school for a full day, you know? (laughs) Yeah, no fair. Every kid with a concussion wants to go to school for a full day. (laughs) Yeah. Or I'd get comments because I would just get up and leave in the middle of a class I'd be like I'm done yeah my head is pounding I can't concentrate I can't think like I need to go home and lay down and I had one teacher who was just amazing she was like my English teacher and she'd be like well that's fine like you can leave some of the looks I'd get were like you're just gonna like get up in the middle of a class and walk out I'm like yep because right like how could you (laughs) like I am physically cannot be here and like if you looked at me like, I didn't look that bad. I didn't look like I was like, yeah. I could stand up and walk and I was going to drive home. Right. But it's amazing how much people can't see, which makes this so hard to deal with. Yes, it does. I think I cut off a lot of my friends mostly because I grew up a lot faster, I found, because of my head injuries. Yeah, definitely. My friends, like I have friends that I went to high school now and like they're still like in that, like they'll still party and stuff. I'm like, I'm so done with that. (laughs) Like I was already kind of extra grown up. Like I was traveling a lot by myself when I was a teenager and I wasn't living at home. And then you get head injuries and then you have to deal with doctors all the time. And all of a sudden you feel like you're an adult. Yes, you do. (laughs) And all of your friends are not adults. Nope. That can definitely be a big challenge. I never really thought about it like that, but it's true. A lot of them, I was just like, I can't. Your issues are not my issues. (laughs) And I'm trying to be understanding, but, you know, losing a goal at a game or something, like it's important, but like not not on the same level that I feel right now. Right. And all of them got annoyed by my ADHD, which also developed from my concussions. So a lot of my health problems developed from my concussions. I've definitely realized that. Mm-hmm. Like, you don't think that you can get ADHD from a concussion, but like, you can. I have. <laughs> yeah. It's crazy. <laughs> well, you don't realize how much, like, your other, also, if you've had, like, other health conditions, how much they're heightened. Like, I'm anemic and, like, I take iron every day. But if I don't take iron, it's not like a normal person who's anemic. Like, all of my concussion symptoms get heightened on top of oh, wow. a normal person, right? So it's like, yeah wow, like this should be not that complicated or something. And now it's really complicated. If my iron drops, I have a brutal headache and I'm like stuck in bed kind of thing. Oh, wow. But it just shows that like your concussion can just kind of heighten everything. And some people it does, it causes so many other issues. Like you said, your eyes, you Mm -hmm. have had a lot of vision problems. (laughs) 
yeah, like prisms in my eye. Yeah, I have prisms put in my lenses, bifocals, and my prescription has changed about 20 times. <laughs> yeah. Actually, something I did for the first time was when I went to the eye doctor like a few months ago, was we went through like a bunch of prescriptions and we actually picked the one that I couldn't see best, but the one that felt best. Okay. Something I had never done before because I was getting headaches a little bit more often. I was staring at screens a lot more now because of the podcast. And I was like, I'm having like a lot of issues. So she like put different lenses and she's like, well, does it feel better? And we actually went with one that was a little weaker and a little different because I just, I couldn't, I didn't feel that instant strain. Okay. Where like she put the good, like I'm really blind. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if I take my glasses off, I can't see anything. <laughs> it was interesting to pick the ones that I couldn't see the best, but the ones that felt the best instead. Okay. That's pretty smart. Yeah. It's like my eyes get so tired. Like, yeah, they do. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So the really strong ones, I was like, no, no, like these are really hurt. Yeah. That makes sense. Well, I really do hope you stop hitting your head. And thank you. All me of too. your symptoms start to get better. And thank you so much. Thank you. Has your life been affected by concussions? Join our podcast by getting in touch. Thank you so much for listening to the Post Concussion Podcast. And be sure to help us educate the world about the reality of concussions by giving us a share. And to learn more, don't forget to subscribe.